Welcome to the Science of Parenting podcast. I'm Mackenzie Johnson here, co-host of our Science of Parenting podcast, and I'm really excited today. I'm, we're going to be bringing in a guest, uh, an excellent guest, to talk about kind of an interesting topic. We're going to be talking about courage. And so our guest that we're going to bring in is Chuck Smith, uh, or Dr. Charles Smith, I should be official, um, who is an, really an expert in this concept, literally wrote a book on Raising Courageous Kids. That's the title. <laughs> um, he was an extension uh, specialist, like a professor and extension state specialist in parenting for a lot of years at Kansas State. We happened to get hooked up with him through a colleague of ours who used to be a colleague of his, knew about his passion uh, and that he has retired and had a little time that he'd be willing to share with us some of that expertise. So, I mean, really, I'm I mean, I'm kind of like fangirl a little, let's be honest, um, <laughs> that he is really considered kind of a parenting guru. And uh, he's written books, multiple books. He's written multiple curricula, uh, a speaker to holy cow. I don't even know how many people on this kind of these types of topics. And so we're just kind of hone in on this one idea of courage today in our conversation with him. And um, we just felt like, you know, our science of parenting team. We felt like this topic of courage is just relevant for being a parent of today. You know, we see an increase in mental health challenges with kids and adults, you know, with anxiety and things like that. We also know that our generation and our kids' generation has an increased access to scary news. And so just this idea of being courageous and We'll get into the episode to figure out exactly what that means, but we felt like this is a really great topic for parenting, so we hope you enjoy it. Hello again, and today we are here with Chuck, and gosh, we're just, I'm so excited to have you here. Uh, so you're a professor emeritus at Kansas State University and a retired extension state specialist with expertise in parenting. Hello. Hey. You're our peeps. Um, but you've also written several books and curricula. And holy cow, I mean, I'm just so excited to have you here and talking about raising courageous kids today, which is a topic pretty close to your heart, right? Yeah, raising the book, Raising Courageous Kids, um, I began working on that right after, immediately after, the day after 9-11, that horrible mm. incident uh, in the Twin Towers in New York and and the amazing acts of courage by the, the first responders yes. to that. And then also in the skies overhead in terms of the, the normal people, not professionals who rose up against hijackers in the plane. Yes. You know, I just had to understand. I was just so impressed by that. I had to learn about the origins of, of the behavior that I, I saw on that, that day. One of the things that I did as I was writing the book, I looked at the Carnegie Hero Medal, which is amazing act okay. of courage and, and heroism by normal everyday people in response to other people who are experiencing uh, distress and danger. Mm -hmm. And what I focused on is I looked at the cases there of, of recipients where the recipients under 18 years of age. Mm, yeah, kids. Fewer, I mean, that's a small <laughs> sample, but... Mm -hmm takes my breath away and I had to understand it. Therefore, you know, Mackenzie, if you, if you want to really understand something, you have to write a book about it. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, and I think, you know, it. this is, I mean, real things that happen. And I think that's such a beautiful 
I mean, I think I'm biased, of course, uh, but a beautiful thing and what an illustration of the extension mindset of the real world and connecting it with science. And so you did, you saw things that inspired, I mean, of course we're devastating, but also you were inspired amidst that. And so, um, I actually, I have some of the articles you sent me and our listeners know, I love to start with a definition. So I'm actually, I'm going to quote you to you. Okay. <laughs> this is from your essay, um, that you published with the national association for the education of the young child. And so this idea of courage that we're talking about today, you define courage as persevering despite fear. I like that. Persevering despite fear. So can you tell me a little bit more about this idea of courage and maybe even, you know, give a few examples of times well, when our kids might need to be courageous? I mean, uh, courage begins with in fear. I mean, it's a response to fear. Yeah. And so, you know, it's persevering despite fear or in the midst of fear. Like, for example, I was talking with uh, a group of, of teachers, uh, middle school teachers in an in-service and about this. And one of them said, oh, I got an example for you of courage. <laughs> when I was a, a young girl, my grandmother asked me to go to the hen house and collect eggs, which she did. She walked in the hen house. Well, one of the hens fluttered up, landed on her head, and the others <sighs> walking and fluttering. Okay, and yep, she, terrifying, uh-huh. <laughs> she ran out. And she said, days later, when I went back to my grandma's and she said, Honey, I need you to go get some eggs from the hen house. She said, I remember distinctly in my mind the moment that I stood outside that hen house oh. and felt that fear and she took a deep breath and went in and gathered eggs. Mm. And I, I was very proud of myself that moment. Yeah. So you have kids, even younger kids, uh, kids who are, are preschoolers or go to the doctor's office and they're afraid or, or infants, toddlers. Um, or children responding to a, a storm outside and, and their little hearts beating very fast. They get up and they run into their parents' bedroom yes. for help and climb in with them. Been there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we all have. And I, I remember um, the issue of, of bullying mm. that uh, later in childhood, grade school especially primarily, mm -hmm. with bullying going on and how you respond to being bullied when, when you realize you're, you know, it's wrong. This is not right to be bullied. I don't deserve yes. that. How do you respond to it? Deal with that fear. Mm -hmm. And I know I, that grandma, that she helped her granddaughter, I'm sure after she realized that it was so frightening for her, yes. she probably took her to the hen house before um, before they actually collected the eggs and, and showed her, you know, where the hens were and how to behave around hens. In order to yeah. Do <laughs> yeah. Well, and I... You know, I think what I really hear you say as you describe this is that fear is present in courage, right? So, like, it's not the absence of the fear. Uh, it's actually about feeling it, right? You are scared. You are experiencing the fear. And I think sometimes as parents, we maybe think, like, well, I don't want my kids to be scared of this or I don't want them to be fearful. But you're really saying that that fear is pretty important. Well, it is. It's, our fear warns us. I mean, it's an mm. alert. It's little yes. up in our head. And what it's alerting us to is something that we believe is dangerous. I mean, it's a, a danger outside. Mm -hmm. um, and and being fearless without fear is to be reckless. And, um, yeah. you know, we, we don't want re re recklessness to, no. you know, be a part of our child's life. And 
So that's that's a, a challenge that we have. No, and I love that idea. Yeah, fear is an instinct. Like fear is something in our bodies, like alerting us. I love that concept of it. Um, it's part of our human nature. I mean, we yeah. we survive, and mm -hmm. but the it problem, keeps us safe. The problem with with uh, fear is called emotional hijacking. With any oh. uh, whether it's anger or fear, you can get hijacked. That means that. Uh it overwhelms you and, and you react thoughtlessly. Yes. So, I heard a term recently, like a therapy term about being flooded, right? Like oh, the yeah. rest of your brain stops working. Is that kind of the same emotional hijacking is the same concept? Like the fear takes over. Yeah. And the fear, the risk is there. You've got uh, either panic mm. with fear. It's primarily the risk is of yes. panic. And that's dangerous to, to be driven by panic. Mm -hmm. uh, anger, of course, then has, has the risk of, of rage yes, and all everything associated with that. So, um, you know, we want, we want to respect fear. We don't, we don't want our children to be afraid of their fear. We want them to be thinking thoughtful about it. Yes. Yes. Well, and that idea of like staying, I mean, fear itself is not the bad thing. We can learn from that fear. We can explore and examine that fear a little bit. Um, I mean, honestly, like as a parent, you know, I could, I probably have some fear with that I could explore, but that I can also help foster it in my kids too, right? We don't want that emotional hijacking to take over. Well, you have um, what's called emotional con contagion, where mm. you know one person's strong emotions can ripple out and affect the emo similar emotions in other people around them, whether it's oh, children yeah. or or anybody. Yes. anybody else. Well, and we talk about that actually uh, in a nature class that we teach. We talk about if you're, I mean, with early childhood professionals or parents taking kids outside, we talk about being really mindful of not passing on fear, right? So like if you see bugs, spiders, snakes, but yeah, because of that emotional contagion, I can pass on this fear without even meaning to. And so being mindful of that. Um, yeah. But another thing that I hear you saying in all of this is this idea, like, yeah, you talked about a little bit about like being in that fear, recognizing it. But really, you're talking about a skill, right? Like this. So this isn't something like courage is not something like some get and some don't um, like you might have like a natural inclination, maybe. But that really being courageous is a skill or something that we can kind of help foster in our kids, which I, and as a parent, that's great news. It's not a luck of the draw. There's something I can do. Well, you think about the issue of uh, with infancy, something that we might call willpower. Mm. So you've had that infant who pushes herself up from the crib, the bed of the crib to stand yeah. up and hold on to the, to the bars. Or, or climb out, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or the toddler who's walking and falling and getting up again and falling and getting mm. continued, you know. All these things are part of our nature. Uh, we don't teach a child to smile. Children smile naturally in response mm. to uh, someone uh, – uh, he, the parent looking at them and smiling and nodding their heads. Yes. Um, but all what's in the human nature has to be nurtured. So mm. with the smiling issue, for example, a child who's by nature smile, smiling, if no one smiles back at him, mm. then what do you have? You have a child eventually who doesn't yes. smile. Yes. Or a child who is not doesn't experience encouragement by a parent Mm -hmm. Just stops, just stops doing it. So they yes. we like help encourage the whole issue of of courage 
and, yeah. and that sense of willpower. Yeah. Encouraging courage. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we don't teach that courage. We have to uh, encourage it. Using the word yes. courage is so important. Yeah, so we can kind of help foster and encourage that idea. Because, yeah, some kids might have maybe a more natural, I think, of the temperament trait of, like, approach or withdrawal, right? That, like, novelty or things that are unfamiliar or fear, right? Some kids might have a more feel, fearful temperament, and some kids might be more of a quick to jump in. So they have kind of a baseline that might be different in their nature. But there's things we can do in how we nurture and encourage, right? So so how do we, as parents, help develop this you know, skill or concept of being courageous. You identified actually in that article, well, you sent me several good ones, but in one in particular, you outlined kind of four fundamental skills that go into this idea of courage. So I feel like you've kind of touched on a few, but could we dive into those a little more? Well, I, I think what we're talking about here is is providing the spark without the push. Oh, Oh, I, mean, I love that. So providing yeah. the spark without the push. Okay. I like now, that. With some kids, you might have to dim that because they're they're mm -hmm. too reckless. They're they're quick to jump in. Yes. Temperamentally, yeah. Yeah. So you have to like moderate that and get them to be uh thoughtful. So mm -hmm. I was that kid. I, I needed to be taught to heed caution. My children are the opposite. They need the nudge. <laughs> they need the spark. Yes. We we, we want to try to get across to them that, that don't be afraid of fear. And so instead mm -hmm. of asking uh, or telling a child, don't be afraid, we ask the child, what are you afraid of? What, mm -hmm. What's going on here? What What's the danger? What's the issue? Just get them, get their thinking. You want the thinking part of their brain to interact with the emotional part of their brain. Not, not be afraid of fear. Put your thinking cap on. And to think, you know, is the danger real? Is it something that that we have to be cautious about? Or is it something we need to kind of reassure ourselves, say it's okay? So that's yes. part of being mindful. Yes. Well, and that, yeah, I mean, kind of coming back to that uh, description of persevering despite fears, like the fear is there. Let's understand it. Um, like that's an important part of it. Yeah. And, and as the child gets older, I mean, they're, not only managing their own emotions, the arousal that they're feeling from from distress, but they're also beginning to to think about what the uh, their principles, or mm. how, the, the, the sense of true north, and how they should be responding to yes. the risk and and mm. to maintain their own sense of self respect. Well, those morals and values, I mean, especially in grade school, those really, those morals and values are developing. And so, yeah, I think those are definitely a part of courage too. And we're, while we're helping kids think about the fear, we're also helping them think about their, uh, the courage that they could feel in responding to another person's distress. So mm. uh, that's why the Carnegie Hero Medal is really about that. It's about people who use their courage in service of caring about another person mm. and taking action to help them. Yes. So courage begins by focusing on yourself. That's very important for self-respect. Yeah. It also means that you're responding to the distress of others. So you've got that sense of compassion uh, mm. in response to distress. 
Absolutely. Well, and I even think so. Um, unfortunately, my kids and I have been to the doctor's office a lot <laughs> in the, I mean, in their whole life, but in the last few months, luckily with pretty acute, you know, minor type things. But I think of the way that I see my two kids honestly kind of practice courage for each other. Um, you know, one might volunteer to go first or one might offer to hold the other one's hand or rub their back. And that's a small thing, but that is they're responding to the distress of their sibling who is nervous, uh, both of my kids, honestly, um, nervous about the doctor. Yeah, I think about it. Uh, even a preschooler, a young grade schooler, hears her mother crying in, in an adjacent room. And she stops and listens and realizes, uh-oh, my mother's in distress. My mother is sad. I love my mother. And she runs and gets her teddy bear, rushes oh. to her mother's side while the tears are flowing and hands it to her. Yes. That's they're responding with from within their own set of understanding of what uh, alleviates distress and using the teddy bear as an example. Yes. And later on, uh, you have that same child who's going to need courage, need that set of principles when they see bullying going on, like in elementary mm -hmm. school, in grade school, yes. in their classrooms, in the hallways, in high school, mm -hmm. and how they respond to that. Um, the fear that they feel in, in taking a chance and responding and to support somebody who's going through that. Uh, so being what I would say, talking with um, the bullying issue in, in elementary school and in services with the kids. So being smart with your heart, sometimes ah. that's the same. You see the problem, you feel that distress by the other person. Now, what's the smartest way to respond to show mm. that support? Yes, I love that. Smart with your heart as a way to think about appropriate courage, right? Um, and you're right, there is a mix of that self-focus in terms of honoring your own morals and values, but also the risk of, like, or not risk, the priority of others, like you said, like in, dis in distress or, you know, that empathy. Yeah, it's that the morals that you're talking about, that's a person's sense of what's true north. Mm -hmm. You don't follow that. If you turn away from that out of fear, then you lose self-respect. And mm. we want children, you know, to respond smartly to, to risk uh, yes. and themselves uh, and their own response. Uh, and one reason for doing that is we want that child to grow up feeling self-respect and not just respect for other people, that person being bullied, but also I'm acting in response to this situation out of maintaining my own self-respect. So yes. uh, that's an important part of, of that. So I think that that thinking about fear, getting the, the your mind attentive to the danger and what's the real risk is, mm -hmm. but then responding with, uh, with that courage, not just for yourself on your own behalf, but also on behalf of another person, that helps to build community. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Now, creating a space where everybody's welcome and safe and protected exactly. by each other. And and it, it takes a risk. I mean, there's a risk mm -hmm. here. And mm -hmm. just as there's a huge risk for those folks on that plane um, yes. during 9-11, you know, and how they responded to, to those hijackers. I mean, a huge risk. Yes. But they took action. And part of that, what drove them was that sense of true north and the principles that they had that they felt. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, yes. Well, and, you know, I honestly feel like, so you outlined, like I said, you outlined four fundamental skills for courage in that article, but I honestly feel like I heard you kind of pare it down to two almost. The whole like being mindful and persevering in the fear and being mindful of it being one, but then, yeah, caring about yourself and responding compassionately to others. Um, kind of almost summarized it in two. <laughs> yeah, I, I, being strong with your heart. I mean, it's yes. it's to have a good heart, but you want them to be smart too. Yes. When they're faced with with risk and 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 danger, which is what fear is saying to you. It's a little that bell going up in your head. There's a risk here. Your heart's beating fast. That's an emotional thing. The arousal that you feel. How do you respond to that arousal? And how do you how do you stand up for your yourself in terms of what you believe is is uh, important and how you should act? Absolutely. Well, oh my gosh, thank you so much, Chuck, for sharing your expertise and your experience with us on this. I mean, yeah, this topic that I feel like doesn't always come to the forefront as parents of helping our kids be courageous, but that is so important. Um, you know, I think we want to foster in our kids. So before we say goodbye, I wanted to ask anything else that you want to share uh, with our parents and listeners? Well, I, I think what's important to me is when I'm talking with parents is, is, to treasure every moment that you have with your child because they're growing up so fast. So you don't yes. want to be too wasteful in those moments, take advantage of those and, and, mm -hmm. and do the best that you possibly can. What else can you do with that? Yeah. So that Absolutely. when you're old and gray, like me, you're back <laughs> in your life and you, you can feel like, well, yeah, I'm not perfect. I made mistakes. Mm -hmm. But I did the best I could, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm proud of what I did. So, you know, yes. I was talking with parents outside that 4-H building, you know, late at night after a program on <laughs> discipline with with children. Yeah. You know, it'd be like like look back on in the future, look back on on these moments with your child, and what can you do to maintain your own sense of of pride in your your reaction? Yes. Treasure those moments because they grow up so fast. Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much, Chuck. I know you have a wealth of knowledge that we didn't even get to tap into in this short bonus episode. Uh, but this whole topic of raising courageous kids, you are definitely the right person to be here with us. So thank you so much for your time. If I can say one more thing. Oh, I would please. That <laughs> your listeners, uh, go to Carnegie Hero. .org. That's all one word, carnegiehero.org, and look up examples of people in your state or your city who received that medal since it, they began giving it out in the very early 1900s. Yeah. You'd be just amazed at what everyday people would do out of the sense of, of um, self-respect and, and caring about other people. They're um. amazing stories on that site. Absolutely. Well, that is going to be uh, our homework for all of us. I'm going to go do it too. So, <laughs> well, again, thank you so much, Chuck. We are so glad and honestly humbled to have you here with us. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you, Mackenzie. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. Oh, holy cow. Uh, having that conversation with Chuck is just Oh, it's so great. I hope you enjoyed listening to it and learning from him as much as I enjoyed learning from him and having that conversation. You know, I think just some uh, to highlight some of those things that he shared with us, I love his definition of courage being about persevering despite fear. It's not about that you're never scared or anything like that, but that 
we can be mindful in our fear. We can understand it. And understanding fear as like a necessary and functional thing. Love that. Uh, you know, I hadn't really thought about it as like an instinct. If we got to have fear, if we don't, that's problematic. Uh, you know, and I think back to our episode we did with Rob Copeland back in season three on temperament and that idea of approach and withdrawal and that idea that we need to, for if we have high approach, we might need to heed caution. We might need to help our kids learn to do that. And then giving that, I liked Chuck's term of spark with a push. Um, and or what do you say with a nudge? Now I'm going to have to go back and listen, but <laughs> like the idea of having a little spark when it comes to courage. And so those strategies that he shared with us for helping raise courageous kids, really helping our kids stay mindful in their fear, to understand their fear, to be curious about it. Um, but yeah, to stay in their, yeah, log I was gonna say mindful brain. Can I say that? Uh, but to stay in their logical brain and to be mindful of like when they're in fear so they're not getting that emotional hijacking. And then, yeah, thinking about it, you know, that other strategy of as respect for yourself to be courageous, to honor your values and your morals, but also respect and compassion for other kids, other people, and that those are great things. Those are things I want to see in my kids, uh, but to know how to foster them and to have the practical strategies from an expert, from an actual expert, uh, is just something that I get really excited about. So I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Don't be afraid to reach out to us if you've got questions, follow up, a thing like that. We would love to share more information with you. So thanks for joining us today on the Science of Parenting podcast. Don't forget to be courageous yourself as you raise courageous kids. Come along with us as we tackle the ups and downs, the ins and outs, and the research and reality all around the science of parenting. The Science of Parenting is hosted by Mackenzie Johnson, produced by Mackenzie DeYoung, with research and writing by Barbara Dunn Swanson. Send in questions and comments to parenting at iastate.edu and connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. This institution is an equal opportunity provider. For the full non-discrimination statement or accommodation inquiries, go to www.extension.iastate.edu slash diversity slash ext.